0: Welcome to The Barrel Banter, a show covering all things Milwaukee Brewers, from trades to signings, player analysis to game recaps, or discussing uniforms, ballpark food, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Peter and David Goh. Welcome to The Barrel Banter. I'm your host, Peter Go. David, we're back together here for once, which is good to be back together, and a lot to cover, too. Brewers, of course. Being... Busy uh, in uh, making the trade of William Contreras, Joel mm. Piamps, which is an interesting uh, pronunciation there. Justin Yeager, of course, the Brewers sending off Estuary Ruiz in that trade. Uh, excited to break that down, hear what the Brewers are adding from those three guys, as well as what they'll be losing from Estuary Ruiz, who will, I guess, forever be known in Brewers world as the guy that we traded for Hater and somehow flipped for for this deal. So. Uh, certainly be covering that today as well as the acquisition of Owen Miller and a few other things today but uh, David what is our random random stat of the day today's stat
1: has some meaning it's not a meaningless stat the Brewers were 23rd in baseball last year with a 674 OPS versus left-handed pitchers so of course 23rd out of 30 Contreras hits left-handed pitching really well Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit and how that might fit into the lineup but it is interesting, even when the Cardinals got Quintana and Jordan Montgomery at last year's trade deadline, it wasn't a coincidence. They did actually say they targeted left-handed pitching, in part because the Brewers struggled so much with left-handed pitching. Jesse Winker, who they acquired, does not hit left-handed pitching well, but Contreras does, and the Brewers hopefully could find maybe one other good bat that can play against left-handed pitchers.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I don't know, maybe it's a, uh, a guy that plugs more into the DH spot, but I, I think about... Kane was, I guess, like, the guy who really hit lefties really well. Um, i trying to think of who else. Uh, Braun. Brasso. Oh, Braun. But, yeah. yeah. but Brasso. Brasso. So. <laughs> same guy. Same, same thing. Mike, Brian Braun, Mike Brasso, same thing. But, yeah, Brasso hits lefties, obviously, uh, well. But Braun always did in his time. I was just thinking back, like, over the last couple of years, really, the mm-hmm. Brewers have struggled against lefties, I think, more so than right-handed pitchers. Obviously, Christian Yelich is a big reason for that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Although, he always hit lefties, too, when That's he was true. really good. Remember when the... Managers would bring in the lefties to face Nori Aoki. Yes, and yeah. Aoki always hit. He always hit left-handed pitching better. Uh, yeah,
0: he just was be- <laughs> better able to slap the ball to left yeah. field. Yeah. I missed. I missed Nori. Yeah, no, I, Aoki. I think he just retired. Oh yeah, that's right. He I, had played I, a long time. I know. As of last
1: year, he was the all-time NPB leader in batting average with a minimum of well, ten thousand <laughs> plate appearances yeah. or however yeah. many.
0: Probably not ten thousand. Yeah. That's twenty years. But
1: but he was 5, he was 000. good. I liked yeah. him.
0: Yeah. I don't know he was when was last time we had like a traditional leadoff hitter like that i mean besides him yelich i guess kind of kind of kind of i guess yeah i mean right of. now yeah he kane Yelich. that's true kane yelich walks more than your like old yeah. school leadoff hitter who put true. the ball in play like 98 true. percent of the like time. nick madrigal type yeah 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 or even owen miller right he doesn't strike out much yeah true. but anyways uh all uh right i don't even know how we got to mm. Aoki, but. Norich Kaoki. All, uh, uh, those, all roads lead to Norich Kaoki Absolutely. Brewers. Absolutely. Worldly. So Brewers sending Esturi Ruiz, uh, of course, the acquisition from the Josh Hader trade that occurred last year in exchange for William Contreras, Yoel Piamps, and Justin Yeager in a three-team trade. David, I know we were talking before the all of the information was released on the trade. All we knew was the Brewers were getting Contreras and another, believe, another piece or two, and we didn't know what the Brewers gave up yet. And I said, what do you think we gave up? And first off, you, of course, were sold on Keston here going to the uh-huh. A's. He's just an A's player. I'm so convinced that he will one day end up with the A's. And if he, I mean, I guess Hira didn't go to the A's, but Ruiz did. I I feel He's like Ruiz also is also an A's, an A's player. Yeah, definitely an A's player. Mm-hmm. He's got to run the bases, put the ball in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wait, well, thing. first
1: off, what is an, an, an A's player? I feel like an A's player is unconventional. So they'll like... Do like Hira? They're they're kind of extreme, I think, and they also take
0: bets on guys that have more upside. Uh-huh. I feel like the
1: post hype prospect, yeah. or like Ruiz is a little bit older for a prospect. They'll take yeah those kind of guys, and they're like a lot more quantity than quality. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of where my Keston Hira assessment came from.
0: And I guess I don't know. Not maybe it's not a good comp- comparison to Chris Davis, but also a power hitter, mm-hmm. home run ish uh, kind of guy um from from here but anyways uh Kesson did not go to the A's but you were sold on here mm-hmm. going to the A's but you I said what do you think the Brewers gave up and you said a lot I uh-huh. think we gave up a lot um we I think, obviously knew Churia was safe and we thought Freelick would be safe but besides mm-hmm. that I think we were thinking there'd definitely be at least a package regardless mm-hmm. of who mm-hmm. on the front line or right. that package was but to see that the Brewers gave up Asturio Ruiz only we got back uh William Contreras who's obviously an excellent catcher already not Not as proven, but also has a lot of control. isn't Mm -hmm. going to cost the Brewers a lot either. Um, And two other arms that also have the potential to impact the bullpen. So how do you think the Brewers even pulled off this trade and then we will maybe break down Mm -hmm. a little bit more on those four guys? I think they were able to pull it off because it was a three-team
1: trade. I think the Braves were happy with the package that they got or the package they gave up in exchange for Sean Murphy. Murphy is one of the best catchers in baseball and probably will see an, an offensive uptick playing in Atlanta rather than Oakland next year. So it makes sense for them they traded contreras who was a little bit more flawed as a catcher uh, than than um, murphy they gave up kyle muller who's a a good left-handed pitching prospect couple other guys that didn't quite fit in their plans more major league ready guys for for muller and and tarnock and then a, a lower level guy so that's a reasonable and i think pretty good price if you're atlanta to to give up i guess they gave up jaeger also but the A's, they got more quantity over quality, which is, we, we've said before, is kind of how they roll. Um, it's, it, it makes sense why they didn't want Contreras, and it makes sense why the Braves perhaps wanted to trade Contreras. No room for Contreras on the, the roster with Travis Darnot, with Sean Murphy, um, and they traded Pena even to Oakland in the deal, which was when a lot of MLB fans found out that Manny Pena is not on the Brewers <laughs> any, anymore. Um, and so the A's, they, the A's didn't want Contreras because they've got two top catching prospects, one of whom is major league ready, uh, taking at bats there for 2023. So they decided that they'd rather have Asturi Ruiz, who of course they, they think highly of given the fact that they were willing to not, not take an, an all-star catcher who was a rookie, 24 years old, and instead, take on Estevie Ruiz, 85 steals in 114 games, uh, hit really well in Triple
0: A, and the jury's still out, of course, on his major league value. Yeah, I mean, it, I always like, I always think about these these trades and how they were orchestrated. Mm-hmm. I'd always, I I don't know if we'll get the book 20 years from mm-hmm. now uh, of how this trade came down, but I'm just like, who called who? Uh-huh. Obviously, like you said, I think it's likely that the Braves and the A's, or, uh, the A's were already negotiating a trade, and then mm-hmm. Mason said, well, where do we find our third team to make uh-huh. the trade work? But I, I just wonder. Who, who makes the call? Uh, probably Arnold gets a call from one of those two teams. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it seems like the Brewers end up on top. Obviously, there's a chance that Contreras, you know, sophomore slump uh, mm-hmm. or or falters from his uh, initial success. Mm-hmm. And Ruiz is still a decent prospect. So, I mean, he could be an everyday outfielder at the Brewers give right. up. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he, he Bre- was our fourth best prospect, though, in the outfield. Yeah, in the outfield. So, he was our fourth best yeah. prospect at the outfield, and the Brewers desperately needed to upgrade a catcher. Uh-huh. Alex Jackson at catcher wasn't yeah. going to look very good. Yeah. What what does the catcher position look like now for the Brewers? And and I, I'm going to make the assumption that Contreras is going to get the everyday at-bats. Mm-hmm. I think he'll play about
1: 75% of the time. Caratini's still better defensively than Contreras, but Contreras much, much better offensively 138 ops plus in 2022 that would have led the brewers among all hitters not even just catcher um and he's not the best defensively that's that's always been the 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 weak link in his game so apparently he's he's improved a lot he debuted in 2020 with the braves played a little bit played some in 2021 with the team as well but really started to establish himself last year playing a lot of dh though because darno was playing behind the dish pina early on Before he got hurt so when he when he was playing every day mostly every day at dh he was hitting but he developed as well as a catcher working um off the field of course getting more game experience helped and braves fans that i've that i've either listened to or talked to have said that he's gotten much much better since he debuted in 2020 he was barely playable at the catcher position and and now he's okay
0: and the Brewers have a history. This doesn't mm-hmm. sound that different from Omar Narvaez when mm-hmm. we brought him in. Mm-hmm. He was coming off a season, maybe not 138 OPS plus, but it was a good season mm-hmm. he was coming off of, if I remember right, mm-hmm. um, and had that good, of course, half year with the Brewers. But he certainly developed into at least a solid defensive catcher mm-hmm. uh, for the Brewers. The bat, obviously. And just just signed with the Mets, okay. two
1: years, 15 mil, which is pretty good for someone is, who, who
0: really didn't hit it all last year. Yeah. No, I'm surprised that, that, uh, that he was able to get that. So a little bit of background on uh, Contreras, of course, uh, Contreras, the brother of probably more known Wilson Contreras, uh, well-loved in uh, mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, of course. And like you said, Contreras' first full year uh, last year, he was an all-star as a rookie, outstanding hitter, and over 1,000 OPS versus lefties, which really does mm-hmm. shore mm-hmm. up uh, the Brewers' lineup some. And like you said, it, that, that was, I think, impactful to hear that he would have led the team in OPS Plus last year um, had he been there. So, again, is he going to have the same year? Maybe, maybe not, but even if he's a mm-hmm. similar player, he has a lot of value offensively. And mm-hmm. if he can settle into a catcher role, mm-hmm. even, even if he is catching right. 60 to 70% mm-hmm. of the games and you DH him against mm-hmm. every other game that he's, uh, that we got a left-handed starter mm-hmm. or another bat off the bench. Like there's a lot of value that I see in, in Contreras. And what do you see uh, his 2023 season? I know again, it's his second year, which can be a tricky one, but mm-hmm. what do you see from him and what is, I guess, fan and what the others mm-hmm. uh, projections have him?
1: FanGraphs has him being a little bit worse offensively than he was last year. That's possible. It's always difficult to project the young players that have a really good season, especially early in their careers, like Contreras. Um, especially, like, he's very young, so he, he probably will improve as a player, but also he could have worse batted ball luck. Um, he could just take a step back because pitchers figure him out a little bit better. Um, it's not like he was a true rookie last year. So might not see the, the sophomore slump in the, okay, pitchers have figured him out now, especially with the amount of data they have nowadays with players already coming up from AAA. So I think, I think he'll be one of the Brewers better hitters. I would say he's maybe, uh, he's probably, he probably is a middle of the order bat hitting, I would guess third, fourth, or fifth somewhere in there with Winker and, uh, with, with Willie Adames hits lefties better than, than either of them. And so he's going to be our best hitter against left-handed pitchers, most likely. Uh, so a huge get. And I could even see them maybe playing him at DH against left-handed pitching. Yeah. And then have Caratini start against uh, against left-handed pitching at the catcher position. And then Jesse Winker doesn't play against lefties and Winker DH is perhaps against righties. Yeah. That might be what they decide to do. Caratini's a little bit better of a hitter against righties, but not a huge split. And you have to get Contreras as bad in the lineup against lefties. For sure, we'll see. We'll see how the the pitchers react to throwing to Contreras as well. Um, I think the pitchers didn't love throwing to Narvaez initially, but then grew on him. I know Burns loves throwing to Caratini, so could be one of those. Yeah, yeah. could could end up being a, a personal catcher like like Caratini even was for you, Darvish.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no no question. He needs to be in the lineup against any time of lefties, and that does actually go really well with Winker like you said, because Winkers doesn't hit lefties as well. So it's a good pairing to have those two. Uh, and and the, the final note, I think, on Contreras, which is a very significant one. He's got five years of team control. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he could debut for the Brewers in the 2023 season, and we could see him, well, if he actually makes it all the way through his, yeah, yeah all the way yeah. through arbitration, we could see him, yeah. or that be in 2028 still Um, yeah. for the Brewers. uh, And he's making the league minimum right now, which we all know. Uh, the financial aspect of baseball and the brewers and how the brewers handle things. So we got a, we got a very solid catcher with mm-hmm. upside still. And we gave up Asturie Ruiz. Mm-hmm. So a couple of the other uh, players that we got, cause we didn't just get Contreras, Yoel Piamps uh, through 42 innings last year with a 3.16 ERA. David, why don't you share some thoughts about what we see from him pitches that he throws um, and, and just give a little bit of background on him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He's 28, a little bit of a journey, man. Kind of bounced around last year he spent time with both kansas city and oakland uh, he's he's a four seam sinker slider changeup guy he throws the highest percentage of sliders though uh, and, and he'll, he'll throw the slider in any count he threw a lot of sliders early in the count to try to get ahead um as well as 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 an out pitch um his he threw mostly four seam fastballs um and sliders for an out pitch his sinker is okay but he got the worst results off his sinker out of any of his pitches and I really liked his changeup, just seeing a little bit of video um, of that changeup. And he actually got the best results off the changeup, but he only threw it 13% of the time. One of those delicate balances of pitching that you need to find is how often do you throw a pitch that it's still going to maximize its effectiveness while also not
0: overusing it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, his yeah. changeup change looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of videos that I saw um, certainly looked good. And he does rely on that slider a lot. Mm-hmm. Where do you see him fitting into the Brewers' bullpen? going into spring training.
1: I'd I'd be very surprised if he didn't make the team out of spring training. I think he'll be he'll be a middle reliever. I don't see him being a high leverage guy, a a box burger type, but kind of that Jake Cousins, um, Justin Topa, uh, like middle innings. And he he's not a big strikeout pitcher, but he did get fifty three percent ground balls, which is ten percent above the, the league average. Good at limiting walks. So those are important important skills for a pitcher. And I don't think he'll ever be a high leverage late inning guy, but a solid a solid middle relief option. The Brewers are, are collecting a lot of arms. They're not, they are not. They haven't, and I don't know that they will go out and get an eighth inning replacement. I don't think they're going to get um, a, a guy that you just plug in in that eighth or ninth inning to supplement with Williams. I think they're kind of depending on Bush maybe to be that guy. And then hoping that maybe one other guy steps up among that crop of pie umps, um, cousins Strzelczyk, who already stepped up to some degree last mm-hmm. year, Hobie Milner, hope um, if he can stay on uh, the mound. Gus Varland, who they they selected in the Rule Five draft, even Justin Yeager, they they could see him, or Abner Uribe, Cam Robinson, who they who they both added to the forty man this this winter.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it's a stretch to expect Bush to handle the Anthony duties. He mm-hmm. did it last year outside of his time with the Brewers, right. so I, I'm not too worried about that. I think overall, if you you know. Bush Williams is a pretty solid mm-hmm. ninth inning, that's for mm-hmm. sure, uh, still, and not to mention the Brewers' rotation. But you mentioned Justin Yeager, much different pitcher from Pyamp's Pi Yeager, mm-hmm. uh, up to upper 90s with a solid slider, uh, late-round pick. I mean, you said he may get a shot at, at, mm-hmm. at making the opening day roster. What else do you have to share about Yeager? Huge strikeout guy, but did struggle
1: with command a little bit. He had 81 strikeouts last year across 52 innings between high A and double A. Um, I think it's possible we see him at some point during the year. Um, I would say it's it's probably unlikely that he that he cracks the opening day roster, uh, but he's a little bit older, uh, but he's progressed and he's, he's performed pretty well. He's gotten big strikeout numbers everywhere he's gone, which, of course, Major League teams love big strikeout numbers out of relievers and, of course, indicates more upside, especially if he can rein in the command a little bit. Uh, a lot of the Braves people liked him as far as his stuff, but um, not super consistent and, and being already 25 years old and in double A, makes it a little bit less likely that he's gonna make a huge jump. But I think it's still possible that we see him in the the Brewers bullpen at some point if he if he has a good year um, or good partial year in double A AA or triple A.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the Brewers also acquiring Wisconsin native Owen Miller, acquiring them from uh, acquiring him, excuse me, from Cleveland for a player to be named later or cash uh, always a, a great exciting trade mm-hmm. um and is that only a baseball thing like is there i, I just oh thought gosh. of that is there any sport that gives a player to be Play named, to be named later? later like is that i'll have to i don't think to, so i don't it just seems like like why would you name a player later like you would expect did, i don't know yeah
1: did you know that it's legal to loan a player in mlb i did not um, oh didn't gorman, gorman thomas...
0: thomas did yeah but did i did i talk about that on here yeah, i don't think so you you tweeted about it but yeah quick side well you can yeah yeah no chair a little bit yeah
1: so i mean you could trade you can trade a player so like let's say the that the guardians actually just wanted to loan us owen miller they could make this trade and then what you do is then um in like july when they want him back or whatever the the agreement is then owen miller is the player to be named later you can do that um or you can have cash going both ways so you can figure out that or or you can make it so then you have it agreed upon that Owen Miller is going to be traded on a certain day. And like the MLB, I'm not aware that MLB is like inclined to stop that from happening. It doesn't happen, but I I'm not aware. I think that would open up a can of worms though with rentals, player rentals. And you're going to see a lot of teams like, Oh, well we could rent or we could uh, lend them. Yeah. Well, not lend. What, what what's the word for giving out rent?
0: Lend, yeah. Is it? Yeah. You'd oh, lend them Yeah, I mean oh, like is it? Okay. <coughs> a non contending team. Yeah. They'd lend right. out their their best batches. Yeah. Show
1: hey Otani goes to the Dodgers for two months. I think I think that would okay. be Well then uh-huh. you could exchange cash considerations yeah. and the Dodgers. I'm not a big fan, yeah. You yeah, yeah. could pay but,
0: five million bucks for two months yeah. of Otani and the uh-huh. Angels pocket that yeah. Yeah. Well although I it would be a baseball thing if Owen Miller uh-huh. got traded for Owen Miller. Yeah. So it's happened be. before. Has it okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, he was he was acquired for a player to be named later or cash. Another side note: the restaurant to be named later was named, um, that's right. The Leinenkugel's Kugel's Barrel Yard. They uh, they took our theme because yeah. we didn't didn't obviously take no the not barrel not. theme from from anyone. Uh, but but Owen Miller actually DH'd a good amount for Cleveland last year. They didn't really have a DH when Mill Reyes wasn't performing, and so they gave him some at bats. He had a, a really good April and a pretty good September, but was not the best in between. Two forty three average. Slugging just 351, more of a contact guy, doesn't hit the ball very hard, not a whole lot of power, but he's pretty good defensively at, at third, at second, and at first base, and he's got good speed. So he's, he's got uh, the, the tools to be a productive major leaguer. He has some experience. He hit everywhere he went in the minors, third round pick in, in 2019 out of Illinois State. So he still has more upside than you typically see for someone who's acquired in a deal like this.
0: I mean, if I think about, uh, he seems to be the, the natural replacement for Jace Peterson. Mm-hmm. Did he go to the Braves? Peterson went yeah. to Oakland. Oakland, naturally. Yeah. yeah. There we go. He does get on base. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that could, okay. <laughs> We've talked about that enough. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, anyways, Miller, not your typical DH. Uh, and no. I don't think the Guardians had plans for him to necessarily no. be their, their regular time regular time DH last year. But kind of a utility infielder with good speed. I feel like he has to be a lefty and like slap the ball, but he's not. He's a righty, but does have reverse splits, so he hits righties better than lefties, which I guess bodes against what we had talked about earlier. But overall, seems like a guy who's just a good utility man to have. Of mm-hmm. course, Wisconsin native as well, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. And and his brother also uh, with the Twins in the, in the minor leagues currently, right? Yeah,
1: first-round pick, actually. That's right. Um, supplemental
0: first-round pick back in, in 2021
1: um, was his brother, both out of Fredonia, Wisconsin. Went to Ozaki High School. And I think Owen Miller was born in Mequon, so got um, roots all over the Milwaukee area. And I, I'm pretty sure he played for the Chinooks one or two years. So perhaps uh, may have seen for some Brewer fans that were up in uh, the Lakeshore, the Lakeshore area, the Mequon area. There you go. Um, saw Owen Miller playing when he was a member of the Chinooks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, of I guess Chinooks college players and a concordia st paul connections for you uh, our third topic here gus varland a name that i think most people including myself rather unfamiliar why don't you share some a little bit about that
1: yeah the brewers selected him in the rule five draft um quick trivia question when was the last time the brewers had a rule five pick a major league rule five pick that played in at least one game for the team
0: well i know why chung wong did i, I i'll just go with him
1: incorrect he was the second most recent colin walsh
0: ah should have known the most recent known. that was that's back right. in
1: stern's first year um as as gm
0: uh, we were, but I, I remember being like really excited about colin Walsh. Yeah, I think yeah, I was he was raking in AAA. <laughs> yeah i was i was stoked for colin walsh and he was like our second best player basically yeah. so
1: yeah he had a 317 on base yes. percentage that's true
0: just so. only share that
1: stuff yep definitely yep yeah yeah, yeah. um like top 10 walk rate in major league history minimum 40 plate appearances so um gus Varland last year in double a in the dodgers organization he was he was pretty bad stats wise and he it particularly got off to a rough start in the rotation he had a little bit of a wider arsenal uh, but then they moved him to the bullpen when he was struggling and he he bumped up from like 92 to 95 to 95 to 98 even in some outings with a good slider uh, just really went fastball slider when he got to the bullpen so the brewers are banking on the fact that he's going to be able to carry that stuff and they believe it's major league stuff i've um i've known of of gus varland for a while i actually um, played baseball my freshman year at concordia st paul where where gus varland was drafted out of and his brother louis actually on the twins made his debut this year more of a prospect than gus is and Slightly younger, got off to a good start in his major league career, but my understanding was um, was Varland the whole time has had a good fastball, high spin fastball. Um, I think I think his fastball up up around twenty six hundred RPMs, which is mm-hmm. um, a few hundred over over major league average. Good slider. They had acquired him from Oakland a um, couple of years back, and never really got quite got his footing in the Dodgers organization, but the Brewers are going to take a chance um on on varland he has to stick in the major leagues the whole year if the brewers want to keep him otherwise he'll be returned to the dodgers Uh, but a nice pickup and someone that will compete for a for a roster spot in spring
0: training yeah seems like seems like a guy with definitely some upside um i don't know if it's a a Mm strislecky type but i mean he could be a, a i could see us going to the end of the year and we look back and we go Gus I don't even remember who Gus Varland is because he didn't even make the mm-hmm. team or he was on the team for a month but I could also see us going to, at the end of the year being like oh he actually ended up being our seventh mm-hmm. inning guy mm-hmm. um or a decent middle reliever mm-hmm. so it seems like it'll probably go one of two ways especially knowing that you've got to keep him for the whole season mm-hmm. unless he performs well uh, unless the Brewers really are high on him I think it's pretty likely that the Brewers give him some, a shot but mm-hmm. they're not gonna why Chung Wong him the no. entire season <laughs> I hope not <laughs> it's definitely not the music video yeah no. definitely not all right so before we go today let's go to our typical uh name that brewer segment so again for you new listeners uh, i'll give a couple clues here and david will have a chance to name that brewer after each clue so we'll go along and as always uh, i won't uh, share the answer until the end it may or may not be obvious depending on okay. how, how confident david colin walsh that is incorrect oh all right good good try Would have been a good one. So my my first clue here is this player's birthday is today. We're we're recording this uh, Sunday the 18th. So this person was born December 18th, 1986. Six foot four, 245 pound uh, player that played for the Brewers uh, in his past.
1: (laughs) I was literally looking at my list of Brewers birthdays today. And Taylor Youngman's birthday is today. And there was one other guy that was recent.
0: I got I got it. <laughs> I right, you, it. You. Right, you ruined it cuz okay. you had the pictures. Yeah. We'll we'll keep going with the yeah. clues. You can uh play along okay. cuz David's already got yep. it. This player played this player played uh from 2010 to 2017. That was a clue number 2. So if you're playing along mm-hmm. there, 2010 to 2017 of uh that that career 8 years, he spent 1 year with the Brewers in 2016. So 2016 Brewers, mm-hmm. that was a pretty iconic year. Colin Walsh did appear that year, correct? Yep, 2016. Uh, I have... Next clue here. This player led uh, the or tied or lead, led the league in games, home runs, and strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit surprising to go back and realize that he led the league in games doing what he did. I mean, yeah. he led the league in I home mean, runs. I mean, who else were they going to put it? Have you told them his position yet? I have not. Okay. His position. At his position. Final clue here. This player was a first baseman wearing number 33 for the 2016 Brewers. Actually, ironically, spent time with Oakland to start his career. That has been the the running. Mm -hmm. So 2010 through 2012 with Oakland. Two years with Houston in 13, 14, excuse me, and 15. Brewers in 2016, Yankees in 2017. And the answer to today's name, that Brewer is chris carter chris carter so happy birthday to chris carter he is our uh name that brewer of the day today i think he's still playing actually i know he went overseas to play um and i was mexican league yeah Yeah, he was which would not be over
1: is that do you call it overseas if you go to mexico i I guess that's over over river river. i I don't know (laughs) not in the u.s but i if i I remember if
0: i remember he he like just was like basically barry bonds in like the mexican league um he hit two forty nine. Two forty nine, okay. maybe not. <laughs> well,
1: oh, okay, yeah. Twenty nineteen, hit two ninety three four forty nine seven oh nine. Yeah, one that's, po-
0: almost a one point two ops.
1: Yeah, but yep. then he he came back a little bit. I think this year he was teammates with Chris Davis. I
0: I remember before he it.
1: signed. Is it? Let's see. Oh, Keon Broxton. Broxton. Yep. Who had an eleven fifty ops?
0: Imagine yeah. that though, like playing together in twenty sixteen with the Brewers and then. Mm-hmm several years later together and overseas and pablo sandoval was on that team i hear he's getting in shape yeah <laughs> <laughs> best shape of his life <laughs>
1: they, had, they had a pretty good uh roster this year Jair jurgens wow i haven't oh, heard that's an old name yeah didn't uh sergio romo
0: oh yeah sergio romo josh reddick
1: yeah reddick retired at some point during this year i russell josh reddick is like yeah russell went over to korea um crazy yeah reddick um uh reddick was is like already the old guy old mad guy on twitter like he's complaining about player contracts he's saying how he should have been terrible nowadays because then he'd get 20 million a year and it's like you just signed a like this is only five years ago that you signed like a four-year 46 million dollar deal or something I, i mean he was a good player but yeah yeah i mean okay but i don't really know he he did that uh there, there are others. So,
0: yeah. Well, and I think now that the Brewers to kind of wrap things up here, Brewers, of course, patching up the catching position, it's obviously clear Contreras will fit in there, but if, to end here, David, uh, we still have some time in the off season. Obviously the Brewers still will make some moves. I'm sure we'll add at least another three to five random relievers. We haven't mm-hmm. heard of who can uh, try out for the team, but what, where do you see you, you, you were correct. I remember asking this question either last episode or the one before, where were the Brewers uh-huh. upgrade next? You said catcher, um, the Brewers still, after trading Colton Wong, Bryce Turang, is he the answer at second base? I guess, where do you see the Brewers upgrading next, if at all, this off season? I
1: think that is the next place is either second base or third base with Luis Urias occupying the other spot. But at the same time, Craig Council did say in one of his interviews that they they traded Wong um, to make space for Turang. So it's possible they go in with Turang as the everyday second baseman. It's a little bit risky. But sometimes being in, in a small market like Milwaukee, not that that's an excuse to not spend, but you do have to do things like get more value out of your young players that are that are costing less. And so perhaps they, they run with that. I think third base is probably the most
0: logical place, though, to, to still add at this point in the offseason. Well, and again, you've got Brasso in the mix, too, which does mm-hmm. help. And the other thing is adding Owen Miller. He, mm-hmm. Miller has some upside. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't go into the season wanting him to start a second mm-hmm. base either. Um, but you, I think, at least for me, you know what your baseline is going to be mm-hmm. with Owen Miller. And Abraham Toro. Uh, that's less right. of a baseline, yeah. but more yeah. upside. You're right. You're right. So they have a mix mm-hmm. where I at least like the Owen Miller acquisition. I actually didn't mention this earlier, but I like the Miller addition because, I, to me, that's kind of the bar of, mm-hmm. like, worst case scenario, we've got Owen Miller at second base. yeah, And hopefully... And two is... Yeah. I think probably pretty likely to be at least,
1: I would say he's pretty likely to be at least as good as Owen Miller.
0: Yeah, but it's his first his first year, so mm-hmm. he, I mean we don't, we don't know what to expect. That's true. Uh-huh. Um, and like like you said with Toro, same thing. But mm-hmm. to me, adding Miller gives you some stability, and now you know you can mix and match. Toro might have a good year. Mm-hmm. Turang might be a solid second baseman, mm-hmm. and, and you would not have obviously Urias right. and Brasso to mix in there. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not ideal, but it's also not I think the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Brewers had maybe a better track record, I'd also say, well, at least we can add a player at the deadline, but mm-hmm. I don't know, don't know about if we would do that either.
1: Right. Do you think the Brewers – this is a, a quick question, not a not an elaborate one. Do you think the Brewers are a better team today than they were uh, going into 2021? Or, or, excuse me,
0: 2022? Yeah, so are they a better team this at, at this point going into next year than they were mm-hmm. last year? Well, I mean, I guess if we look at addition subtractions – we obviously had Hater going into last year. Mm-hmm. We had Colton Wong. Mm-hmm. Now we have Winker. Mm-hmm. Renfro. We lost Renfro. Uh-huh. Um, and Narvaez. <laughs> yeah, good question. I I, I guess I, when I look at the Brewers losing, obviously Hayter is, the, I think, the most significant mm-hmm. player. But to me, I think the Renf- Renfro loss is a little bit understated. Um, I understand the way the Brewers outfield is made up of and mm-hmm. the, the prospects coming in. And that may be best for the Brewers organization going forward. But I think the Renfro loss is a little bit understated. I -hmm. guess Contreras, if Contreras has a similar season to last year, Mm -hmm. they're probably better. But I'm going to say, I would say I probably would be a little bit more confident going into last year. And maybe that also has something to do with a 90 plus win season the year Uh before versus Mm -hmm. the performance we had this past year. What What would be your response to that answer to that question?
1: I think talent wise, they're, they're better right now. I think they have more pieces. Um, but I think it also might be that the expectations are at a more reasonable level for some of the guys that were there in both 2021 and 2022. Like I I think the, the expectations on Burns are a little bit more reasonable on Woodruff on Freddie Peralta. Um, And we saw them like they all, they all still had good years. Burns of course pitched the whole year this year and and Woodruff and Freddie, when they were healthy, they were both, they were both still good. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think going through a season of, okay, they weren't like at the the very top of what they could be, yeah. Um, I think that, that creates better
0: expectations, and I think it's, it's pretty likely that they're better than they were last year and, and, and or pitch more. All right, so final question here. Normally we've got our factor fiction. Just a quick one today. We've got one. So factor fiction, in a year the Brewers will look back and say that the Brewers won the Asturi Ruiz Contreras trade. In a year? In a year
1: fact although i think you need more than a year to have a, a true bearing on who won the deal but i think true or fact true or fact. yeah, yeah. i mean
0: even if i i guess and i know Stearns, i think would, would say this but there's always it's not always like win the trade it's always mm-hmm. like did the brewer's organization get better yeah which i think is like a, a more boring way to look at yeah. it <laughs> yeah which fits Stearns. yeah but i think that yeah i think that it's likely the brewer's win the trade and even I guess worst case scenario Contreras is you know a slightly above average bat Mm -hmm. and a slightly below average defender Mm -hmm. to me you give up an outfield prospect like Ruiz for that that, that's a good trade with a hole at catcher and a plethora of Uh prospects in the right that's true too so yeah I think that's a good a good ending point Brewers of course acquiring uh Contreras Owen Miller also a new addition and Gus Varland. we'll be back in two weeks for another podcast episode unless uh the Brewers break the bank and do something crazy and sign someone to like a 19 year contract like everybody else has been doing. If so, we will have you covered here at the barrel banter. This is Peter and David go signing off as always go Brewers. Thank you for listening to the barrel banter. We'd appreciate it. If you leave a comment or review so we can get the word out about our show. To hear more, find us on YouTube at The Barrel or on Twitter at The Barrel MKE. We look forward to connecting with you next time.